You're incorrect, Sarah. I got gotcha. you. Is it Josh Duhamel? Catching Kelsey yes. was real. Yeah. Stop Catching it. Catching Kelsey was a real show. 50 women, 50 states. Man. And he didn't find the love of his life because he's waiting for Taylor. It was also years ago. Like this was. No. Yeah, this was a while ago. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe. It. And you know what? I should have stuck to my gut because I knew Josh Duhamel would never do something like that because I just know him, you know? You I mean, just I don't know, Josh I don't so know well. him, but I know him. <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You're here, you made it to us, you love romantic comedies, we do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Somebody, Somebody I, I Used to know. know. And wherever you're listening, make sure you throw us a follow, subscribe, and leave reviews. They help more people find us. Today we have a review from Nini1214. Um, it's titled Light <laughs> Fluffy. Is username I'm assuming? Yes, okay. definitely. Yeah, it's titled Light Fluffy Fun. I'm currently listening to all the old episodes, working my way up to the new ones. I'm still in 2021, right after you got married. I love that the episodes are quick and easy to get through. I'm a celebrity gossip fanatic, so my new favorite part of each episode is the quick facts request if it hasn't already been done you've got mail it's now on netflix for streaming they're also in canada and they also love crazy rich asians love simon and 13 going on 30 love it here we go lights fluffy fun that's an interesting title for that review thank you i like it somebody i used to know was not on either of our rom-com rewind fantasy teams this movie did come out this year it would have been an all-star 71% Rotten Tomatoes score, 61% audience score. Yeah. No way. I think that would have been the second best after Barbie, maybe. You probably needed that. I did need this. (laughs) I did not take this movie on our rom-com Rewind Fantasy team. So it's a 2023 uh, American romantic comedy film directed by Dave Franco. You know Dave. It's also co-written with his wife, Alison Brie, who happens to star in it. Somebody I used to know is the story of Allie played by Alison Brie. She is the showrunner of a, I guess at one time, very quickly, a successful reality series called Dessert Island. Uh, Upon learning, however, that her show is being canceled, Allie returns to her small town of Leavenworth, Leavenworth, Washington, to take a break and kind of, you know, visit her mom, maybe get back to her roots a little bit, get reset. Upon returning, though, Allie meets up with her ex-boyfriend, Sean, played by Jay Ellis, and Sparks seem to reignite between them and I'll kind of leave it there as always things do not go according to plan this film also stars Kiersey Clemens as Cassidy Danny Putty as Benny and Haley Joel Osmond as Jeremy what are your thoughts on somebody I used to know I still think about what would have happened if you hadn't left all those years ago I've been kind of wondering the same thing recently like if maybe I made the wrong decision I haven't felt that free in I don't even know how long. Sean, honey. Mom, hey. I Ellie? Jojo! Hey, hey. What a wonderful thing for us all to be here. So thank you to the bride and groom for giving us a reason to celebrate. To Sean and Cassidy. Walking into this movie, I really didn't know what to expect. I was excited that Alison Brie and Dave Franco wrote it. And then, you know, Dave Franco directed it and Alison Brie starred in it. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. It was, it wasn't like it was a rom-com because there were funny parts, but it was almost a little drama-y. Romedy? Romedy, yeah. Um, a dramance? Yeah, like it wasn't, uh, like I found it a little 
darker and not like so happy go lucky all the time. I, I, I think, think I think every character in this movie was going through in a way finding themselves. Yes. Other than Dan Putty's character Benny. Yes. I think he he knows himself, you know, pretty well, but um every other character they they were working on something. Do you think it felt darker because of the color palette? Like it's yes, it's yes. Washington. I was it's going rainy, to say yes. it's just kind of like everybody's <laughs> wearing like those coats with like the fur insole or whatever or the the fur inlay. I'm letting you do this. I'm just I have no idea. Yeah. Well, I was going to say like Carhartt, a Sherpa? but I sure whatever a Sherpa. Is like that not Sherpa somebody fur? who um a Sherpa fur? Do they not like tour people through like Machu Picchu? In Peru, is that not what a Sherpa is? I thought that was like a guide. It's a fabric, a Sher- like Sherpa fabric. You're welcome. It is, I'm sure, also what you're, I, what you're speaking to, but yeah. I, was I totally wrong about this my whole life? I, I thought a Sherpa was a man it's, who brought you into the mountains. What is a Sherpa fur? Sherpa is a curly-pilled fabric structure made of synthetic yarns like acrylic or polyester. The texture is soft and fluffy, useful in jackets resembling wool or sheepskin on the piled side. Okay. Pilled side? Yeah. I was not wrong. Sherpa people yes, I are know. Tibetan. Yes. And they, yes, re- certain regions of Nepal, mm-hmm. m- mountainous regions. I'm not wrong. <laughs> I was wrong about Machu Picchu. They're not Peruvian. They're Tibetan. But still, <laughs> I wasn't that wrong, guys. I thought I was being so uncultured. <laughs> I was no. only being a little bit uncultured. No, but there is also <laughs> Sherpa fur. So there you go. But I knew what you were talking about. Okay. Um, yeah, I think half the darkness in this movie was just like physically like the color palette of the movie. Agreed. Though. Agreed. Um, yeah, I think this is quirky. I I feel like this movie, a lot of these types of films are being made back in the early 2010s. And like we really like they became so popular. It's kind of the off pace. It's indie. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's charming. But we're not going to tell like a story in a typical way. It reminds me of like a little bit like Ruby Sparks, Mm -hmm. a little bit like, um, did you ever see liberal arts with Elizabeth Olsen and Ted Mosby? Oh my God. Ted Mosby. I don't know his actual (laughs) Radner or something. Do you actually Um, know his name? (laughs) Maybe a little stranger than fiction as well. Just kind of like artsy, different, refreshing was the vibe I got, but like, but like make those movies in 2020 or in 2023. Right. Um, it's it's not a story that's told very often, which I also liked. Very refreshing. I also felt like for two thirds of the movie, am I wrong here? I didn't know who the good guy was. I'm like, who yeah. am I rooting is for here? Is there a good guy? You know? Yeah. Am I rooting for Allie? Like what she's doing is kind of shady. Am I rooting for Cassidy? Like I think we're meant to be in conflict of who we are rooting for in this movie. Is Sean the good guy? I don't know. Maybe by the end of it, maybe opinions change. But yeah, yeah it's just... Um, it's interesting because you say walking into it, you didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Walking into it, the only thing I saw was I knew I knew Alison Brie is <laughs> yeah, naked. You, you did tell me scene. that. That's She's so actually funny. naked for two scenes. And you do love Alison Brie. So. Oh my god, she <laughs> was m- one of my biggest crushes in college because Community was coming out. Mm-hmm. I love yep. Community. She's so funny. Yeah. So then her in this, but then it's weird because it's like, but her husband was directing it. So immediately you're like, but n- no. <laughs> that that's a no there well very you know, beautiful but no you know what i think at the end of this movie everybody walks away with a lesson learned um and i think that was the ultimate goal of the entire series of the movie is that they each kind of walked away one is better people and two as learning something about themselves and how to move forward well and like listen dude i i love 
just a growth story. Like this might not just be a rom com. It might just be like a story of somebody growing. Yeah, into a with bitter, some rom, with some calm, and with some drama. Boom. Let's dive into it. <laughs> So we start out with Allie. She's a producer of a TV show called Dessert Island. And I'm feeling like that's kind of like a Love Island situation because we kind of find out that they all sleep together, all the competitors who are on the show, (laughs) while they're making desserts on an island. Yeah, but they're also chefs. It's very interesting. Yes. Yeah. So we also find out that her show has been canceled after three seasons and she doesn't really know what to do with herself. The crew, cast and crew, or I should say the crew are going out after to the to a bar to drink and she's not invited. She's the producer. So she kind of just decides she's going to head home. But before that, she goes to her publicist and her publicist tells Allie she needs to continue on the dessert idea stream for another show. But Allie really came to L.A., we find out, to do documentaries. And she got looped into doing this more reality TV show line and it's not her passion, it's not her her life, but it somehow has made it to be her life. And she wants to do a documentary on naturism or nudists. And her publicist says, that's not going to work, not going to fly, nobody's going to do that. Pitches, stay on the dessert train, dessert locker, D- dessert locker. <laughs> Get um Jeremy Renner, yeah. who is Hawkeye, yeah, and he also played in the movie Hurt Locker, and I, what did they say? Like, he's making desserts, but they could also be bombs? Like, yeah, what was yeah. <laughs> one of them could be a bomb, but you don't know which one. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, I could put, like, firecrackers in cupcakes and see which one blows up. And it's just... And then she realizes, no, I don't want to do that so anymore. It's a horrible game. I actually... Yeah. Well, I, I have a game for you about reality shows. We can oh. do it now. We can do it in a little bit. Hey, that's up to you. Why don't... We're, like, 10 minutes into the movie. I'll bring it up in a bit. That's your tease. There is a game with reality shows coming up. Anyway, <laughs> keep wait. going. <laughs> so Allie decides to go home to visit her mom. And on the airplane, oh my God, this situation is brutal. She gets onto the plane, sits in her seat, and has a mother and her baby sit down next to her. The baby is crying. And, you know, the mother is profusely saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And Allie says, you know what? I'm just going to put my earphones in and um, I don't want to talk to you in a matter of speaking. And she gets some rest. And during the flight, she wakes up and Allie brings her cat to go home and the cat has puked and um, out the other end as well and needs to fix this situation. So she goes to get up, but the but the mother and the baby are sleeping and the husband is sitting beside them and she goes to leave and the mother says, uh, you're not, you're going to wake my baby. She just went down. Please don't move. And Allie says, oh no, that's fine. I'll just be really careful. No, we all know what's going to happen. The cat shit poop puke go all over the husband who's sitting next to the mom and the baby the baby clearly wakes up because of course Allie hits her and starts wailing it's just quite a situation she also gets um, poop and puke all over her it's a very very bad awkward situation because it's very true do you want to do um uh plain airport confessions sure i'm, I'm picturing of course I do. Usher. these are my confessions <laughs> um <laughs> Because there are a lot of stories like that in the news right now of like people getting on a plane and somebody had like explosive diarrhea. Oh my God, that's right. Like within all the aisles, there was also a story about- And they had to ground the plane. That's right. Because it was everywhere. It was a biohazard. (laughs) No, no, no. Legit. It was going through Uh, the plane on the carpet. They had to land because they, they couldn't fly anymore because it was a biohazard in the cabin. Like, I, I'm just thinking of that person who did it. Oh, that that poor soul. Like, 
you were responsible for an airplane getting you you were a biohazard you did this you know you went on the plane as a biohazard you, you became a biohazard on the, or what you what you excreted was was the biohazard one thing that i can if i think about it i need to like stop thinking about it immediately on a flight is all the people farting and how it's just recycled air. Anytime I kind of feel my stomach grumble in my mind, I'm like, well, I can't fart because it's just going to circle through the whole plane. And then I'm like, there's like 200 people on this flight. People are farting. People are not as considerate as me. And I'm just getting (laughs) refiltered fart air for like eight hours. I can't not think about it. That's so funny because it's so true. It's so true. think about uh, it the next time you're on a flight it's disgusting it is We've well got recycled fart air on this flight yes and imagine you're on a plane where there's not that many people there you only have the choice of a few to pick from <laughs> sarah is nervously laughing <laughs> because we do have a personal experience about this yes <laughs> and there was actually a celebrity on the flight too there oh, there were like i want to say it was a smaller plane like maybe an 80 seater and there were like 10 seats taken maybe less no no there was more than that i would say there was 20 people on the flight okay 20 people on a flight we had, we had been traveling for like over about 24 hours we I had think? returned from yeah from rome, rome we were in yeah. toronto we were flying from mm-hmm. there so uh jared kiso <laughs> creator and star of letter kenny <laughs> as well as shorzy happened to also be oh on this flight God. yeah he's super nice by the way and sarah perhaps there was some leftover risotto or something that was just <laughs> oh my god my stomach was upset let's just leave it at that <laughs> like we don't need to give the mental picture of what's about to happen <laughs> well this, this occurred this... don't worry guys i was not a total biohazard <laughs> the flight did not have to be grounded but it was it was like ooh, yeah and there's only like, I would say maybe 15, including a celebrity on the floor. Right. And so I blamed it on Devin. Did you Why actually? did you do that? Yeah. I don't remember and that. And you played along with it very nicely. Right. Probably because I'm Thank like, you, husband. Is... <laughs> probably because you're not that good of an actress. So I'm like, they know it's you, Sarah. Oh. <laughs> you're just making it more so awkward. so embarrassing. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's even worse. Drawing attention to it. Whoa. Who did that? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so there you go, guys. Oh, oh man! So uh, uh, this flight with Allie, she this ends one up, was worse. This one was worse, but she ends up arriving in Leavenworth, Washington. Yes, she does, and she heads directly uh, to home to find her mom and her third grade teacher uh, doing it um, in their bedroom. And at first, Allie doesn't think her mom's home, but oh, yes, she is. And that's happening. So much so she wants to get out of the house. So she heads to the local bar and she's just having a drink there. She's just coming up with other ideas and pitches for her publicist and, and new new reality TV show ideas when her ex, Sean, walks in the bar. Sean, oh, my God. What are you doing here? You know, I'm just visiting my old haunts on the off chance I might run into an ex from 10 years ago. How many have you run into so far? And Allie, like, tries to, like, worm squirm down into the bar table and tries to hide. But he sees her and comes over to chat. Sean, we find out, is an ex from 10 years ago, right before she left to go to L.A. And now we have a montage of pretzel and cheese with Sean. I liked, this is my best scene, because it's just like a montage, and you know I love montages. 
So we have lots of Bavarian pretzels and a lot of cheese. So much so that they get sick from eating all of the cheese. At the end of it, they have a heart to heart and Sean tells her that he resented the industry, the reality industry, for taking Allie from him. They had a very serious relationship, clearly, and he wonders what would have happened had she stayed. And she says, I've been wondering the same thing recently and if she made the wrong choice by going to L.A. to pursue these passions and dreams. When Sean drops Allie off, Allie kisses Sean and wants more. But he says, you know what, we should call it a night. So they both... You know, Allie walks in and Sean heads home. When Allie gets home, she texts him and basically says, I'm sorry if I made it awkward by, you know, but but have a great night. We had so much fun tonight. I'm sorry for trying to have sex with you. And he responds saying, oh, should I come back? And thinks, oh, my God, yes. The brothel's open 24-7. (laughs) Then she gets a dick pic. And it's a white dick, which means that Sean has changed his number awkwardly. That's not Sean. That's somebody else's D. Totally. So the Which next is a hilarious <laughs> way for that all to happen. Like, oh, that's <laughs> that is not him. That is not the uh, yeah, that's not the one I was expecting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to get his new number. <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning, Allie shows up at Sean's place and Jojo, Sean's mom, invites her in for dinner and sees Sean's uh, brother, Jeremy, who has been married. He is the kid from the sixth sense. Yeah. Haley Joel Osment. Yes. I and have many, not... He was a big child star. Totally. He was in, a lot yes, of stuff. in a bunch of stuff. I just think of him as the child from the sixth yeah, sense. Yeah. I see dead people for sure. That's, yeah. that's him. Anyway. So Allie goes and quickly meets a girl named Cassidy. And it's just a very like walk by meet and greet. And then she sees Benny who was Abed in community and TV show. Allison Brie was uh, Annie. Yes. So they, I loved. Oh my God. Community is one of my favorite shows. So seeing these two together again was like, this is, this is magical. They're also much different characters. Yes. I mean, if you've watched the show, Abed is a very zany character. So it is funny to see Danny being like. a serious character. Like being normal. And you're like, this is, this is nice. First (laughs) of all, like he's a great actor, but like there is a culture shock moment of like, wow, he's not Abed. That's weird. Yeah. It was, I was happy to see him in it though. I really liked him. Oh yeah, he's great. So Sean's mom, Jojo, makes a speech and this is when we find out and Allie finds out that this party is actually for the bride and groom who is Sean and Cassidy. So Sean is engaged. Question. Mm-hmm. Um, weird move by the mom, Jojo, in retrospect, having Allie like, oh my God, come on in, see everybody. Everybody's going to be excited to see you. Knowing totally. that the fiance, Cassidy, is also here. We're about to have a dinner for Sean and Cassidy's engagement, like well, they're not saying not like, oh, you guys are he- you're here for the like the bride and groom, like oh my god, Sean's so happy, I'm sure that you're here, like no mention of that. Yeah, weird move by the by the by the mom there, JoJo. So JoJo asks Allie to be the videographer for the wedding, and she is super weirded out about it, but agrees reluctantly as she leaves the house that evening. Sean apologizes to her because he didn't tell her. Because I would say the move is almost on Sean for not saying, hey, you kissed me. I'm actually engaged, and there's a party tomorrow night. Don't come to my house. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's on Sean. That's not on JoJo. What we're about to learn in the next, you know, throughout the rest of the movie is that there is a little bit of conflict between Cassidy and Sean. It's not all sunshine and rainbows, and maybe he was having a moment of weakness there for just a moment. Some cold feet. They kissed, and then he just went home. Okay, goodbye. Yeah. 
So Allie goes for a drink with Benny after this whole dinner and she asks him all these questions about Cassidy, how they met on Bumble, how long they've been dating, six months. She tells Benny that she kissed Sean and Benny says that explains everything. Then Benny goes on to say everything makes sense now. Both Benny and Sean saw that Allie was in town from Instagram and at that very moment Sean decided to automatically leave wherever they were and lies saying that he needs to go and get some rest but he goes to the restaurant instead to actually run into Allie. Rather suspicious ladies and gentlemen. He specifically came to the bar to see Allie to in quotations run into her. Like, and and this is, okay, keep, keep going and then and then we can talk about a right. few things. So Allie goes back home and she looks through a memory box and finds a really cute video of the two of them. And she seems so free. She seems so, you know, caring, in love with who she is, in love with Sean, and just like a very free being. She decides that it's not too late. She wants to try to get back together with Sean. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We have Allie. Who is who is my best friend's wedding wedding in totally. this totally. where she's like last moment right before the wedding I'm gonna split up Sean because I actually love him Cassidy the fiance like let's get her out of the picture Sean for his part was clearly going to the bar to meet up with Ali he had not necessarily unpure intentions but like he didn't well, have the best of intentions he wanted to see what would happen bingo so. At this point in the film, I'm like, okay, and and Allie is going to go down this path of trying to split up the wedding. Who, like, whose side are we on as the audience? And it, they did it on purpose. I'm not, like, critiquing the movie because of it, because they wanted the audience to feel this way. But genuinely, I'm like, okay, like, who, am I on Allie's side? I think I'm on Allie's side. Or uh, at least I'm hoping that she's going to realize the error in her ways and grow from this and foreshadowing. Perhaps that is what happens. <laughs> so Allie goes to the bar where she finds out that the bride is in a band and she then talks to Sean. And again, he's surprised that she's there. She keeps on finding out where they're doing all these family gatherings. <laughs> she must just be like, like just showing up places like <laughs> creepily. Hi, are they here? Oh. oh, they're not. Oh, okay. Hi, are they here? Oh, no. Okay. Next one. <laughs> there can only be so many bars. Yeah. While the band is playing um, their song, Allie is kind of touchy flirty with Sean and Cassidy can clearly see that all of this is happening while she's singing her song. So to switch things up and to get, you know, I think Allie very awkwardly in an awkward situation to find her there. She invites her to the stage and says, I heard you used to make up in college all of these songs. Cassidy goes as far as to film her doing this. And at first, it's an absolute disaster. And then Benny hums Semi-Charmed Life, and it's an absolute hit. This is also, like, my best scene for sure. I would say montage because I love a good montage, but this is truly my best scene because she did a kick-ass job at this. So I love this scene because that is actually true of Alison Brie. Like, apparently, she used to, like, rap and stuff on the set of Community. There are videos of her and Danny. Like, I think they did Carpool Karaoke with James Corden or something. Or they did a thing where they were both driving around. They were like... Yeah, just ripping oh, off each awesome. other. So, like, that is a fact of Alice and Brie. I find there are a lot of things about Allie in this movie yeah, that are that also are true. true of Alice and Brie. You freestyle rap. I I, I am an amateur freestyle rapper. You do everything, man. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, Allison, what can't I do? <laughs> no, I mean, but are, are you, Alice, why, why did you do it? Why would you do this? I, I can't you, freestyle rap. It sounds rap. awful. Um, well, I can't do it. Well, I work with Donald Glover, who is a professional rapper, Childish Gambino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's great. Fantastic. He's great. Um... <laughs> 
and Danny and Danny Pudi is a really good beatboxer. So there's a lot of musicality going on on set. And then I think I just wanted to get in on the action, and I just started doing it on set as a joke. Well, she kills it, much to Cassidy's dismay. Cassidy then pulls her aside to talk to her and gets straight to the point and asks, like, are you going to pull some, as you mentioned, Devin, Julia Roberts, my best friend type wedding shit? So this was my best scene. Okay. Because her and Cassidy sit down. Cassidy is a, she's a strong, empowered person. She's very to the point with Allie. And there is one moment that happens where Allie talks about her interview style and how she likes to let uncomfortable moments breathe because it puts the onus on the interviewee. They just keep on talking. They tend to get more, more vulnerable and they say much more, you know, interesting stuff. And she tries this on Cassidy and Cassidy just sits there and she's like, why are you, why you just staring at me? At me? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> And it was just like, you can't just try your old tricks on Cassidy. Like this is going to be, this is going to be a grind. This is going to be a battle. We don't know who's going to win. It was exciting for me. I, I it's, see in this moment, I'm rooting for Cassidy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Give Allie the business. But at the same time, I want Allie to be happy at the end. So yeah. Yeah. And they have a long ass discussion and she starts to ask Cassidy questions about her family and the band. And Benny asks Sean, Benny asks Sean what he's doing and what he's going to do about Allie. And he says he doesn't know. Benny can't believe that Sean is actually considering things with Allie again. When Allie gets home, she has the invitation now for the wedding because she's going to be the videographer and kind of be a part of the whole wedding party type thing. And she calls her assistant back in L.A. to get her to look for Cassidy's parents. We find out that Cassidy is estranged from her parents uh, for reasons that we don't really know quite yet. And she hasn't talked to them in years. So, of course, Allie, to meddle, she gets her assistant to find them. So also on this phone call, her assistant does tell Allie that there might be a network that will carry another season of Desert Island Desert Island. No, Desert Island. I don't know why I have such trouble saying that. No, but I anyway. think everybody does. I think that's the point. It's like punny. Like, ooh, is it ooh. Desert Island or is it dis, dis, yeah, yeah, Desert Island? Anyway, so Allie's super pumped about it. She's like, oh my gosh, this is great. You know, clearly she's a little bit lost right now and doesn't really know where to go or what to do. So originally the manager had pitched, like you said, Desert Locker, Desert Locker with Jeremy Renner, Hurt Locker joke. Yeah. Um, which like, so so that's kind of Allie's world. It's just really shitty reality TV. Is that going to be her life? I'm just the showrunner yeah. and host of these things. Okay, I've got a question for you. How much reality sh- TV do you think you watch? And like, what in your mind is the worst of the worst? Like, what's the bottom of the barrel? I don't watch a ton of reality TV shows. Mm, okay. I, I don't know how much I watch. I mean, we used to watch Below Deck quite a bit that's oh, reality so good that's so good we watch love is blind we love, well yeah we watch love is blind we watch the circle on netflix oh, the circle we watch a lot of like netflix okay reality the circle a great example of what i want to play for our game sarah Woo-hoo! the circle i would say is a very strange premise yeah for a reality show so i have for you compiled a list of the weirdest real <laughs> reality tv shows okay. except once again i have Fit in some fake shows in oh, here. I love when you do these games. <laughs> Two real, one fake. You okay. got to find the lie. Shall right. we begin? Absolutely. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. How about this? Uh, best funeral ever. Actually, you want me to give you the, the premise of each of them? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Best funeral ever. Uh, takes viewers inside these elaborate services. So I guess it's like big elaborate funerals. Okay. 
That's the show. That's it. All right. Okay. Uh, cheaters, right. It's like uh, a surveillance team follows along a partner suspected of cheating. They gather incriminating video evidence, stuff like that. Wow. Um, the pitch is like, I guess network TV gets a, a lot of uh, pitches for bad show ideas and they gather those people with like, here's like your weird show idea. Why don't you pitch it to us? And it's just a show about like the bad uh, premises for shows that are out there. Okay. The pitch is fake. Yeah. The pitch is fake. (laughs) God, you nailed it, Sarah. Very quick. How did you know? Was it just like, this is like dragon den style, but there's nothing to come of it. Yeah. Like nothing's going to come from pitching shitty ideas. Maybe we run one of the bad shows. Maybe we're like, we'll give you a deal. No, this ain't no TLC, TLC special. All right. How about these three? They're all celebrity based. These ones. (laughs) Okay. Vanilla Ice goes Amish. <laughs> okay. I don't even need to explain it. It's no. Vanilla Ice <laughs> oh my God. in an Amish community. Right. Um, then we've got two dating ones. There's Dating Duhamel or Duhamel, however you say it. It's a dating show with Josh Duhamel no. after, after he split with Fergie. Um, or Catching Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, NFL star, who Sarah loves, by the way. I do. Sarah is distraught that he might be dating Taylor Swift. No, I'm not distraught. I would be happy. I hope they're dating. Oh, you want love for them. Um, Let's be honest. I'm not getting with Kelsey, so. (laughs) You could have if this reality show was real. This is, so one of those is fake. One of those is fake. I'm torn between the last two because Josh Duhamel would not go. He has. Hold on. Hold on. You're right off the bat. You're like, well, Vanilla Ice obviously went to an Amish community. Yes. Devin, you and I have seen him in concert and he played. Vanilla Ice at the beginning of his set and at the end of his set. But you and played then, Ice Ice Baby. Sorry, twice. yes, yeah. Ice Ice Baby as Vanilla Ice. Yeah, no, this is that is a real show. Fun fact: there's also a, a vanilla like an Ice Ice Baby adjacent song. I think it's called Cool as Ice. So he was really, really <laughs> trying it. to make that work. Yeah, um, that's not. Uh, yeah, that's not a thing. I don't think Kelsey has gone on a reality TV show, and I think it's kind of the buzz right now. So I'm going to say that that's fake. You're incorrect, Sarah. I got gotcha. Stop. Is it Josh Duhamel? Catching Kelsey yes. was real. Yeah. Stop Catching it. Kelsey was a real show. 50 women, 50 states. Man. And he didn't find the love of his life because he's waiting for Taylor. It was also years ago. Like this was. No. Yeah, this was a while ago. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe. It. And you know what? I should have stuck to my gut because I knew Josh Duhamel would never do something like that because I just know him, you know, you I mean, just I don't know, Josh I don't so know well. him. But I know him. Okay, how about these three? All right. Uh, Joe Millionaire. This show is about a guy. It's it's like a reality dating show. He's teed up to be a millionaire when really he's just like a random construction worker. So 20 girls are all trying to get... <laughs> it's like The Bachelor, but That's he's not awful. actually... Yeah. Yeah, I know. Surprise. <laughs> There's the love boat. You all are gold diggers. The love boat. Okay, that's real. The it, it's okay. Yeah, you're cool with that. Uh, sexy beasts. The daters are like transformed into animals. Okay, and so creatures using prosthetics and stuff. The first one is fake. Incorrect, Sarah. What is it? The love boat. The love boat is fake. Stone. And I love how I didn't even need to tell you the premise because Dang. then you might have figured out that it was fake. Yeah, man, I actually have seen um, commercials for sexy beasts. <laughs> Did I just come up with a show that's actually real? Uh, the Love Boat, America. No, drama series. That's that's not a real. Yeah, no. So I, I. Do you want to hear the pitch I for do. the Love Boat? I do. So it's like you get prospective matches. You put them on a luxury yacht together for 24 hours. 
and you just kind of let them go like the, to their own devices. How whatever you want to do, there's a bedroom, there's one server to make sure that they are fed and provided beverages <laughs> of their choice. There's I, a hot tub. I would believe that that was real though. See, so. I think that should be real, yeah. guys. Let me pitch shit. It, you should make a show called The Pitch so that you could pitch that okay. that reality TV it's show. Reality show inception. <laughs> And then, you know what, my honorable mentions, I didn't come up with a third one, but there's a show called Bridal Plasty, which is brides oh battling for plastic surgery God. procedures before their weddings. <laughs> yeah, dude, like that's messed up. Uh, Kid Nation seems kind of cool. 40 kids age eight. Wait, these are real? Oh, these ones are real. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I know. these were other ones that I just made couldn't up. come up with an extra like fake. Oh um, Kid Nation, 40 kids. They try to go 40 days without parents in like a ghost town in New Mexico and they try to like create a community. Oh, I a saw commercials for this. I was going to say, I've seen TikToks. Yeah. 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 And then Naked and Afraid. I feel like we know that, Naked right? And afraid, that yeah. one got famous yeah. enough that you could have gotten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we have it. That was fun. Not uh, uh, like, I think I got one for three. Yeah. D Dessert Island is not the zaniest of reality shows given the options we've provided here. I think. Agreed. Joe Millionaire, the fact that that's real is I messed know, up. No, that is. That's messed that up. That really messes with your psyche. So everybody gets to the resort where the wedding is going to be happening that weekend, and Allie finds out that the guys are going to go golfing, and all the ladies are headed to the spa, which is not what Allie wants to do. She wants to spend more time with Sean. So Allie and Cassidy are chatting in a steam room, and it's awkward at first, but then they leave, and they go and smoke a joint. Turns out Allie used to be a nudist, which we kind of knew. And she also shares with Allie, this is Cassidy sharing with Allie, that they thought she was pregnant, which is why they got engaged in the first place so quickly. Then Allie finds out that uh, they never spoke about whether they should wait at that point where they found out that Cassidy was no longer pregnant or not pregnant at all. And they're actually getting along, the two of them. Cassidy then has an idea and the two girls go streaking through the golf course and Sean realizes that he's in a lot of trouble. The girls are becoming friends. That's even worse than when they were fighting each other, actually. Uh, it usually is, yeah. After streaking, Cassidy comes to her room to find Sean there waiting to talk to her, to spend some time before the wedding, and they briefly talk about Allie and why she's there hanging out with her. And Sean seems very concerned about the whole thing, and he... Naturally. Yeah, yeah. As he should. So at the rehearsal dinner, Allie has promised that all the guests would do kind of like a talking head. And so the last one of the night is Sean. They're chatting and he turns off the camera. And just as he's about to say something heartfelt to Allie, they're interrupted by a man and a woman who turn out to be Cassidy's parents, who got the invite quite late. And they were surprised to see that the groom was, in fact, a man and not a woman. And we find out that this is why her parents no longer talk to Cassidy or Cassidy or and Cassidy no longer talks to her parents, which is terrible so sean brings cassidy over and she is extremely upset that her parents are there and tells them to leave and so they do then cassidy says to sean that you know why did you ask them to come i told you i didn't want them here and says to him that it's always everything he wants and never anything that she wants like I said, everybody's going through something in this movie. Yeah. So Allie gets a call from her producer to say that the show is back on. And just as she gets off the phone, Sean knocks on her door. Cassidy has locked him out of her room or out of their room. And she has told Sean that it's over. So Allie and Sean start talking and he says to her that, you know, maybe he should thank her for being there and realizing that maybe he doesn't want to get married to Cassidy. 
And he realizes that maybe it just wasn't meant to be and that they rushed into it. And he says, you know, too bad this all happened and we wasted some years apart. And she says, this is Ali speaking. She's like, I didn't waste my time in L.A. I went there to find what I needed to find. I didn't waste my time doing what my dream was. And she kind of pulls back and she tells him that, you know, the show has been picked up again. And he says, this is so classic you, Ali. And in that moment, Ali realizes that she was looking for something, but won't find it there in Sean. Allie then goes to see Cassidy to talk. And Cassidy tells Allie that she knows why she came here because Allie still loves Sean. Allie comes clean and says, you know, that is why I came. And she tells Cassidy that her life sucks. And when she came home and saw that Sean, she thought that he may, might be the answer to everything that she's been feeling as of late. But after meeting Cassidy and seeing how great she was and her love for music, she tells Cassidy, you can't give all of that up for, for a guy. Allie tells her she's incredible and needs somebody, you know, who loves her for all of her. And then Cassidy kisses her and they hug. Interesting. The free spirits that they are. So the next morning, Allie wakes up in Cassidy's room. They fell asleep and she tries to leave. But just as she's about to leave, Sean comes by and knocks on the door to try to talk to Cassidy through the door. He talks her to her and apologizes. And Cassidy tells him that she's not going to be quitting her band and that she wants something that's her life to go into this marriage. She doesn't want to give up everything and all of herself into this marriage so that she can be exactly what Sean is looking for because she also needs to be herself. They both say, you know, they're sorry and then everything seems to be okay with them. At that point, Allie has to come clean that she's the one that invited Cassidy's parents and they both say that they're sorry and they say their goodbyes. But really, Cassidy's like, I hate you right now, but I also am glad that you're here. Because without her, she wouldn't have been able to stand up for herself. And she, they ended up making the right decisions. Yeah. So Allie gets home and talks to her mom and she realizes that Sean was never the guy for her. And her mom tells her that it's not too late to do what she loves. On the flight home, she edits the wedding video for the happy couple, sends it off. And almost that's kind of like a finality to that part of her life or that chapter with Sean. And I think that's some closure. So we fast forward six months and Allie is in fact doing a documentary for a naturism site, a naturis, nature, naturism, for a naturism uh, site. And she does it all in the nude. We also see that Sean and Cassidy are expecting a baby, but she's still rocking out. A satisfying end to this movie, especially, you know, when you're looking at kind of the character arc of everybody, the growth of all the characters to see Allie then say goodbye to, did, didn't they have a promo for, Dessert Locker they and Dessert at Island end. at the end. Just dessert, dessert Locker. Yes, yeah. that's right. Um, yeah, a great end to this film. And now it's time. The Rom-Com Rewind presents the Battle of Rom Competence. We have Jessica, part of our RCR fam on the line. Hello, Jessica. Hi. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where are you? Whatever you feel comfortable sharing, go right ahead. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm Jessica. You already said that part. But I am a middle school teacher from Ohio. Uh, and I also teach dance. So cool. I'm kind of busy. And then I'm also in a master's program right now for teaching. So oh my goodness. that's kind of what I do. And then to keep my sanity amongst all that, I watch rom-coms. <laughs> and that's how I found the podcast. Okay. This is a debate on the Rom-Com Rewind podcast that maybe we can get to the bottom of with, with you, <laughs> okay. Jessica. Um, yeah. Save the last dance. Oh. The final dance oh. sequence. Ooh, did you just mm -hmm. say oof? Oh, God. <laughs> I know where we're going. <laughs> yeah. It, in 2023, I mean, we all saw it when it came out and we're yeah. like, this is amazing. Julia Stiles. Wow. Mm -hmm, so good. In retrospect, 
How do we feel about it, Jessica? Oh, God. Um, (laughs) So, as a dancer... Yeah? It's hard to watch. Yes, okay, thank you. It's cringe. It's so bad because they hype it up, and I do remember feeling so hyped about it. I'm like, wow, so cool. And then I started, like, I did dance professionally in college and then a little after college, like, being in, like, a dance company or um, dancing for, like, a basketball team type situation. And, like, an audition would never run like that with, like, (laughs) random people walking in and being like, yo, judge, you're stupid. And, like, that doesn't make sense. And then the obvious cut between her and the body double back over and over and over as just like a watcher <laughs> makes me cringe. We should like, bring back on for that episode yeah. if we do it. Yeah, we should. Oh my god, please! Yeah, I'll tell you all of the dance things that don't make sense. Every yes. dance episode. Oh my god, you could I'd be ju- like that's fake. Yeah, you could critique the dance scenes for us, like from a professional I standpoint. I would love to. That's my dream. I pointed out to my fiance, and he's like. Please stop interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to watch this movie. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's let's dive right in. So the deal is with this game is that we realize that, you know, resoundingly, what we've heard from the RCR fam is that, one, they love quick facts, and two, yeah. you know, the, the best thing that we could do with you know, you guys is have you, you know, give you an opportunity to be on the show and test your, test your love for romantic comedies with ours, because presumably um, you like rom-coms, and we do as well. Mm-hmm. So, Jessica... Yes. I'm going to leave the studio in moments. I'm going to walk away. Sarah okay. will ask you three romantic comedy trivia questions. Questions that have been in our quick facts at some point. So presumably you, you okay. may have even heard these. Answer I those. read all of the IMDb facts every movie I watch. So oh, I'm ready. Amazing. Oh my gosh. She, <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous now, Jed. Jeez. Oh, I, I, I might not. I might not have. <laughs> read the mo- I don't know which movies you're going to ask but if I've watched it I've read the, the facts okay I, I don't so even depending know what on what doing. she asks you may or may not need okay. to be scared so it's all up to Sarah here mm. Sarah could ruin you or make you so uh Possibly, I'm gonna yes <laughs> it's a lot of pressure <laughs> for me uh I'm gonna leave studio you're gonna answer okay. those questions as best as you can I will come back and be tested on the exact same questions as you and we will decide if Perfect. you are more rom-com than Devin okay okay all right That's I'm leaving sweet. goodbye all right Bye. All right, I'm just waiting till he leaves. Okay, he is gone. You will have 10 <laughs> seconds to answer three questions. Okay. And you do have a multiple choice question today. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, we will start the battle of rom competence with the first question. What acting duo starred in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? Oh, easy. I don't even need the multiple choice. That's Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. Yes, correct. Good (laughs) job. All right, question number two. In the movie Barbie, how many wigs did Margot Robbie wear? This is your multiple choice question. 15, 18, 20, or 28? Mm, 15 is my guess. So close. So close. All right, your third question. What is Simon's online alias in the movie Love, Simon? Oh, gosh. Um, is it like Jack or something like that? Oh, that was, you know what? That was close. Um, <laughs> it was the other guy, but no, that's not it. 
But okay. good, good guess. I'll just bring Devin back in. Okay, sounds good. Back so just my headphones oh off. yes okay yeah so was... Je- jessica got one out of three okay it was a good showing a little embarrassing but no, well, stop <laughs> i don't think so at all i think it was a very very good showing okay i was just hanging out with our dog frankie she's doing great by the way i don't know if anybody was curious but <laughs> oh awesome <laughs> my dog's yeah. here too J- okay I think we... she's more of a distraction than a help though what, what's your dog's name answers. Noel. Noel. Like Frankie. Christmas. Oh my gosh, that is adorable. <laughs> that is super adorable. Okay, all right. One out of three. One all right. Out of three. I think mm-hmm. I could take that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Devin. I don't know. <laughs> Let's do it. First question. Okay. What acting duo starred in How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days? Um, how to lose a guy in 10 days is Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. Correct. Whoa, let's go. Is that what you got? <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That one I knew immediately. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. This is your multiple choice question. Oh, I love it. In the movie Barbie, how many wigs did Margot Robbie wear? Oh, holy shit. 15, 18, <laughs> 20, or 28? Oh, uh, I'm going to say 28. Wrong. Oh, Correct. She wore 18. Jessica, you were so close. Oh, take it. Last question. Last question. What is Simon's online alias in the movie Love, Simon? Jacques. Jacques is correct. Yes! Oh, you were. That's no. why I was saying you were so, so close. close. <laughs> you were so close, Jessica. What did I said Jack. Jack. Yeah, oh she said my... Jack. I know. Oh, that's that's I English like, Jacques. I haven't no? paid much attention to that movie. I haven't like seen it deeply, like as an adult. <laughs> it is English Jack. <laughs> it is. It is English it's Jack. English Jack. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, technically, in the Jacques. Oh yeah, my God. yeah, Jacques. Oh. <laughs> Why don't we give her a point five for that? Anyway. Okay. I'm, I'm good. I you get one point five. five. You do. <laughs> yes. That's so yes. Fast. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for joining us for the uh, thank you for, having me. for the battle of rom coms. I, I will say, I mean, technically we've only had two contestants, but I am undefeated, so I'm gonna wear that hat. Oh, oh goodness! Um, <laughs> oh goodness! You know, but do do you edit the episodes as well? I, so you get I, to hear oh. these facts twice, the, oh, right? That's a, you know what? He should once, be really once good at when this. you're filming it. Once when you edit it. Hey, hey, now, everybody, <laughs> let's take it easy, guys. Jessica, I like you. <laughs> I like you, Jessica. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for being on the pod. Thank you guys so much. Quick facts. This movie is not based on a true story. Allison Brie explained that she and Dave came up with the idea during the pandemic and worked to bring it to fruition. This is the fourth time working together. Dave Franco, who is the writer and director, and Allison Brie, who is the writer and star of this movie, are married in real life. This is Allison Brie's third film writing credit after Horse Girl and Spin Me Round. And this is Dave Franco's second feature film as director after The Rental. Alison Brie, a self-professed nudist, used her experiences with naturism in the writing and incorporated them into her character. Alison Brie streaks in this movie. The streak scene is also depicted on the movie's poster. Alison shared a funny anecdote about getting that particular shot. She said, the day we were filming the streaking scene for the movie, I said, let's get some photos for the poster. I spent the next hour running a naked circle around our on-set photographer, and at the end of it, he was like, Alison, this is the strangest shoot I've ever done. And she said, you and me both. (laughs) Kiersey Clemens described her streaking scene with Alison Brie as liberating. This marks the first collaboration between Alison Brie and Danny Putty since they both starred in Community from 2019 to 2015. 
The This Is My Note scene between Allison Brie and Danny Petty is a reference to their community co-star, Jim Rash, who would do it as a warm-up. Oh, cool. In an attempt to quell husband Dave Franco's nerves ahead of the premiere in the movie, practicing nudist Allison Brie ran totally naked through the halls of an L.A. hotel they were staying at and knocked on their room door. When Dave Franco opened the door to discover his nude wife, he just smiled unfazed and said, get out of the hall. To which Brie replied, I've done three laps already. Brie captured the moment on video and posted a censored version on her Instagram account. The role of Benny was specifically written with Danny Petty in mind to capitalize in his real-life friendship and acting chemistry with co-star Alison Brie. Although Kiersey Clemens and Dave Franco never worked on the same episodes of Easy, their work on the series led Franco to write the role for Cassidy for her. During one scene in Allie and Sean's trip down memory lane, Allie's eating a massive Bavarian pretzel. Those pretzels can really be found at the Rhein Haas, House, uh, known for their giant pretzels and cheese sauces. Allie tells Sean when talking about the icicles in the bar, it's always Christmas in Leavenworth. While Christmas time is a wondrous time to visit, there is a year-round Christmas store called Kris Kringle when tourists want that Christmas any time of the year. The final scenes were shot at a Serenity Mountain Retreat, a naturist club in Oregon. In Oregon. Honorable mentions. Okay, I have my honorable mention is different. It's not a character in the movie or an actor, but it's directors who have cast their significant others in their movies. Because we have Dave Franco and Alison Brie. Who co-wrote and produced. Yeah. And then Dave Franco directed and Alison Brie starred. Yeah. So John Krasinski co-starred with his wife in A Quiet Place, which he also directed. Do we want to do we want to rank like best performances based on Oof, direct? I don't know because I, I would put that near the top of my list. Agreed. I would say yes. I would like to do that, but some of the movies I haven't seen. I'll do it for you then. All right, perfect. Okay, number one. All right, A Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Fan freaking tastic. Yeah, I won't be watching that ever because it is like a scary movie. <laughs> it's not. It's not like a scary movie. It Sarah. is a scary movie. It's scary. Terrifying. Yes. It's no, thank very you. Scary. I will not. And the third one is in the works, I believe. Yeah, Quiet Place 2 I haven't watched yet. So I've watched the first little bit and then I get distracted. Yeah. Uh, we have Maggie Gyllenhaal slotted her husband, Peter um, Sarsgaard, into her 2021 directorial debut, The Lost Daughter. Oh, I didn't I didn't even know that they were together. They've been together, I think, since around like early 2000, 2002, maybe. Oh, wow. Good mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Haven't seen it, so not, not right? ranked. Yeah. So Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, they've co-starred in two movies, which Shepard also directed, Hit and Run and Chips. Oh, I actually haven't seen either of those, but <laughs> right? they are hilarious. They, the like, two of them together, I know. Separately hilarious, so, so I can only imagine together. <laughs> Frances McDormand. Uh, has appeared in eight of her husband's movies, of the Coen Brothers movies. Blood Simple, Raising Arizona, Miller's Crossing, Fargo, The Man Who Wasn't There, Burn After Reading, Hail Caesar, and The Tragedy of Macbeth. I want to say she won an Oscar for one of those. Maybe Fargo? I don't know. Oh, possibly. She is an Oscar winner. She is, yes. And the Coen Brothers are definitely liked by the Academy, so... Newlyweds, okay, so Charlie McDowell and Lily Collins collaborated on the film Windfall, which was released last March, March 2022, on Netflix. Interesting. I know, I didn't know that. Helena Bonham Carter and Tim Burton 
They were quite the collaborators. Worked together so many times. Absolutely. Uh, Alice in Wonderland, Sweeney Todd, Planet of the Apes, Big Fish, Corpse Bride, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, Dark Shadows, many, many movies. Tim Robbins directed Dead Man Walking in 1995, um, which led to Susan Sarandon's first Oscar win. Wow. They were together then. They're not together now. Okay. And then finally, Melissa McCarthy has appeared in every single one of her husband, Ben Falcone's movies. Aren't they? um, Isn't he the, in Bridesmaids, Mm -hmm. the air marshal? Yes, he is. Who Melissa McCarthy- Climbs like a tree. Ends up with. (laughs) So I only say that that. because that's what she says in the movie. (laughs) Oh, you mean you don't just use that in general? Oh, I'm going to climb you like a tree. You don't say that? I use it in every day. Yes. Conversation. I do. <laughs> oh man. You want to get with somebody, you got to climb them like a tree. I actually really like Alison Brie <laughs> and Dave Franco as a acting, writing, directing duo. Yeah, I kind of um They nailed it with this one. They they did a really good job. I'm interested to see if they in the future do anything else together. I'm going to really quickly honorably mention Sam Richardson who We've talked about on this pod before. I love Sam Richardson. I think he is so funny. He's one of the network executives who shows up at the beginning of the movie. I think Sam Richardson is one of the most tragically underutilized comedic actors (laughs) currently. Really? I think he's so funny. Yeah. And he is, like, in this movie, he was in it for 30 seconds maybe? He had a couple lines, funny lines, and that was it. That's all. That's all we got from him. Yeah. Overall rewatchability. Okay, this one's a funny one for my scores because I thought it was a pretty good movie, but when you break it down based on category, there's not a whole lot I can knock from it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's actually scoring better than I think it is, if that makes sense. Like, it's scoring very well for me. I've got a chemistry of a 4.2. I thought the chemistry was really solid in this movie. Uh, Storyline, a 3.8. Fun story. Thirst Factor, a 4.5. How could you do less? <laughs> Jay Ellis, Allison Brie, stunning. Imagination, of four. It's imaginative. It was great. Uh, soundtrack is is sneaky good on this one. A 4.15 I've got. And she's a four out of five for an overall score of 4.108. Wow. You Going like to- went to three decimals. Exactly. Wow. But this movie, like, honestly, it's a satisfying watch. It's a good watch. It's not your classic happy-go-lucky sunshine and rainbows rom-com, but it is just like, it's it's a very well-made film. It is. It is. My rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry, 4. Storyline, 4.2. Thirst Factor, 4. Imagination, 3.9. Soundtrack, 4.7. And Cheese, 3.7 for an overall score of 4.08 out of 5. Yeah, exactly. This is a solid watch. Very good. Uh, Amazon Prime is where you can find this. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of somebody I used to know. Wherever you're listening to us, make sure you throw us a follow, subscribe, and uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Rom-Com Rewind, where we continue a lot of these conversations. Thanks for listening.